Welcome to the E6 Podcast. The E6 Podcast is a place for candid conversations from Colonial Church. We will dive deeper into what our church community is learning, what's going on in the world, and how it all applies to our lives as Christ followers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the E6 Podcast, a Colonial Church podcast. This is episode two. Episode two. So if you missed episode one, this is the second one, so you can go back and listen to that one as well. Uh, My name is Brooke James. I'm one of the pastors at Colonial. i got a couple other people with me. Hey, I'm Tanner. uh, Tanner Hodges, worship pastor here at Colonial. Um, Is that like Bond, James Bond? Yes, Tanner. Tanner 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 Hodges. Hodges. (laughs) And I expect you to say it from that way. Just like that, every time, the rest of the time. That's right. (laughs) And? And Lauren Jones, uh, the man with the woman's name. One of the pastors here at Colonial as well. Week two, that means we're veterans, doesn't it? We've got this totally, totally we down. Have this figured out. We've yeah. learned all the hard lessons. I'm not now, calling in from home where you could. That's I, right. I sounded like I was in a tunnel last we, week. We are <laughs> glad that you're here with us. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, it's different now. You're not contagious with the COVID. That's so right. That's, that's a plus. I got COVID under my belt. My wife got it. And uh, we're both feeling great. So you got three months free now. That's what they say. 90 days. I don't know. I've, I've heard so many different numbers put out there <laughs> that I'm holding it really loosely. Eesh. And I'm definitely not coughing or sneezing on anybody still. But yeah, okay. we're out of the okay. woods. I'm feeling great and so thankful because I know some folks have really had a hard time with this. Well, we are glad to have that uh, deep, buttery voice here with us in the room. <laughs> yes, it just a have a you, lot better. It's like, have you heard a more Eeyore voice? In your life. Hey everyone, welcome back. My name is Lauren Jones. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) It's good, it's good. Well, uh, Tanner, Tanner Hodges, Mm. tell us, um, the NFL playoffs started this past weekend, and I know that you were glued to that, so give me your thoughts on the NFL playoffs. Totally, it's my favorite thing in the world. How about the Eagles game? Did you watch the Eagles playoff game? Totally watched Eagles playoff and the Cowboys playoff. Was it before the Cowboys game or after the Cowboys game? Uh, It was after the Cowboys game, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's uh, like, our teams are all serious? terrible. People don't care. But if you didn't know, Brooke is a huge Philadelphia Eagles fan. And if you have not turned off the podcast at this point, <laughs> That's right, yeah. if you've continued to listen, <laughs> right. uh, Lauren is a huge Dallas Cowboys fan. It's America's so, team, Brooke. Is, isn't everybody I think they were you. back in the 90s when they were decent, That's and true. then now they're not. We used to be really good. When I was like 12, we were awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, Lord. I think all we right, just lost right. people. We may have. We may have. Okay, so... so <laughs> now that now that there's like three people still listening, um, Tanner Tanner Hodges, give us uh, give us wh- why are we here? What are we doing? Um, if they listen to to uh, to, uh, to the episode one, they've got an idea maybe. But give us your thoughts. What are we here for? What are we doing? Yeah, I just I love like uh, this the EC podcast. It's all created just so that we can extend the conversation and maybe peel back the curtain a little bit to where as we as we process even as pastors as we process like. The content, things that are happening in our world, things that are um, going on, conversations we want to facilitate within our church and community. Mm-hmm. Man, this gives us like an extent. It's almost like an extension of the stage, so to speak. Like For sure. It's less inf- informative and more like relational and conversational. So I think that's um, that's what we're trying to attempt here is just to even uh, let people see kind of what we talk about and we discuss a lot of times, um, and also maybe model how to do that. Um, not that we do that particularly well, <laughs> but we're raw enough and open enough and accessible enough. I think accessibility 
give give us some accessibility to how do you have a conversation around this stuff and still walk out of the room loving each other. You literally just said Eagles fan, Cowboys fan, and you love each other. And we actually spend time together. So it's that's kind of yeah, it's yeah. odd. It's it is possible. It's God's grace at work in real life, that's right. everyday life. <laughs> Every day. I hate the Eagles. <laughs> oh man, but the Cowboys are the worst. Literally the worst. All right. I, I right. also love. I got to interject. I love yeah, that go. we've we're going to bring different guests on. It's all. It's. I think the three of us are going to kind of carry the the weight of of hosting this conversation week to week. But uh, looking forward to having different pastors from our staff and from other churches here in our community on yeah. with us. Looking forward to having different people from our church on with us. Maybe even bring an expert or two in from time to time on different topics. Right. And so, uh, it, just so you know, it's not always just the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also good, I mean, to bring in other people uh, is, to me, is recognition that we are not the experts. We're just the ones that we do this anyway. We have these conversations right. when we meet together on Mondays, when we have our, our BLT meetings, like in the coffee shop. We yeah. have these conversations, and so this is just a way to extend that right. to... Uh, to the rest of the church, and acknowledge at the same time that we're not the experts, we're not the end-all, be-all, we're not the ones with all the answers, yep. so that we're here with questions and sure. thoughts and Absolutely. all that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, obviously, um, if you didn't sleep through the week, uh, this was an interesting week. Um, That's one way of putting it. Yeah. So, but before, yeah. we, before we get to that, we can talk about that stuff later, but um, so as a church, we are in the middle of our 21 days of fasting and prayer. Mm. Um Today is day nine, so mm-hmm. if you've been going with us, this is this is day nine. And what what are your thoughts? How's it going for you guys? What's uh, what's the deal with with this for you guys? A couple quick thoughts for me. I've been encouraged to hear different people talking about it, uh, with the given that you know you never. It, this is meant to be a private thing in a lot of ways. It's you know how how each of us is spending some time fasting and praying and and that that private conversation with the Lord. At the same time, because we're all doing it together simultaneously, it, it offers up opportunity to hear from people. I love that I've heard a couple of teenagers, hmm. uh, not in my house, but in other households that have shared. Um, I didn't just mean to throw my kids yeah, out of the bus. Yeah, you totally <laughs> did. Um, but I've heard a couple teenagers just talk about enjoying it, talking about uh, specifically what they're fasting from. Hmm. One specific uh, young lady in our church gave up Snapchat for 21 days. Nice. And has just been wrestling with, man, what is good and bad that comes out of Snapchat? Mm-hmm. And how does that take me away from my focus on, on Jesus? And I am blown away by that. Yeah. And so even that alone is an encouragement to me. Yeah. Uh, so I, I have just loved some of the conversation that it's fostered. For me personally, I always need more discipline. I always need more structure. And so uh, if I've got a buddy that wants to work out with me, I work out more often and more consistently. If I've got someone who wants to read through a book or scripture uh, regularly, it, it just kicks me up a few notches. So this this is a blessing to me personally. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I the the fast is um, something that is. Um, I think I've talked to I've talked to a couple of people in the last week, and um, I didn't plan well or. You know, yeah. I don't really know what I would give up. And so even some of them are beginning today, you know, having some conversations last night with some people about it. Which is great, It's right? taken, yeah, Absolutely. I mean, gosh. We I, still have two weeks left. Right, it's not about, like, <laughs> completing the 21 days. Right. It's it's about, like, spending some time intentionally in thought about how would you do this and what would you do. Um, like, for me, I started off, I mean, a little, um, you know, 
revealing here, but like I started off not eating anything. Um, and I changed that. (laughs) (laughs) I heard you say that on day two and I was like, I don't know how long that's going to last. I mean, Tanner's got some extra if you didn't know. That's right. Yeah. But not that much extra. (laughs) Yeah, man. It's like, it was, uh, so delicate. Thank you for that. Thanks for that. Uh, it was, um, I know you do. All Uh, of you. I love all of you. All of me. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So like I changed, I, um, starting last night, I just changed from, um, not eating to sun up, sundown and, um, like Shelby uh, is doing like the Daniel Fast stuff. Um, we just had a baby, so um, keeping him fed is a priority. A priority, and it's taken a lot from from mom. And so she's done Daniel Fast, and it's been really, really good for her. And um, I think it's just about like wrestling with throughout this time. Even if you have to make adjustments, make adjustments. It's about like continuing this process of giving up something that's taking you away from, like you said, taking you away from Jesus. And um, even if that needs to morph and change, you're not a failure because you need to change something. I mean, you know, it's not like you didn't succeed at fasting. I mean, are you kidding me? Um, just do it, you know, jump jump in, try and, try and discover what um, is meaningful for you. Um, and so that's kind of how it's been going for us in our house. Yeah, it's it's pretty similar for me in, in the just trying to figure out like what to do um, as as my wife and I do intermittent fasting on a daily basis anyway mm-hmm. and we have been for a year or so um, you know for some health reasons and it's just it's it's been good for us so then to go to a 21 day fast and then it's just like okay well I'm already doing that right so okay so it was the discipline side of it, it was the focus side of it that I needed to pay attention to and mm. so for me I fill a lot of my time with audiobooks and podcasts and things like that that I'm listening to and so it was recognizing okay here's what I'm filling all my time with so how can I do that and it's funny because uh, I, I think that I've chosen the right thing because I continue to argue with myself about <laughs> like okay well uh, maybe maybe I could go I could go start a book I go right. start a book. I can I can make it a morning thing, and then and then in the evening I can listen to whatever I want to. And, then, and so I've, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm realizing, okay, I need to stop. I need to pay attention to what I'm doing in the moment, yeah. and realize, okay, that's the whole point. That's the hunger pangs that I'm supposed to be right, feeling exactly. right yeah, yeah. in a different way right. in this kind of scenario. So, um, yeah, it's I think it's been interesting to do it from a different perspective. I think I probably should have put more thought into it before we did it, and um, that might have helped me a little, a little bit. But um, but yeah. So. Yeah, I think that's. I think it's probably where a lot of our people, people I've talked to, I've I've had several people talk to me about like just, you know, stu- almost stumbling into the fast, and I'm like, that's fine, that's okay. Like, let's we're in it now, so let's, um, let's focus on it. Let's start thinking, put some intentional thought into it, and jump in. You know, yeah. If, I, like if I can change my fast during the middle of it, then you can begin in the middle of it. Like, it's not a big deal. That's right. Well, it is day nine, and there's still. Uh, what's the, the math? That would be what eleven, twelve more days. Twelve many, more days to go. Many, sure, too much sure. math for me. <laughs> That's what we did this podcast for. It's a math podcast. That's right. Uh, so we got still got twelve days left. But I think the other thing about it is it's not it's not something that has to be done. Like man, if you didn't start day one, mm-hmm. you got a long way to catch up. Like you got to read the next nine days today sure. no. so that you can be ready for tomorrow. Like maybe maybe you start at day one today and mm-hmm. then you just go for the next twenty one days and or maybe you miss a day in the middle and you forget because it was Saturday and you woke up and you ate and you're like, oh, I just messed that up. Okay, well let's let's have some grace with it. Let's yeah. use some let's use it for the focus right. and the the time of prayer <laughs> and things that it is. So yeah, it's good. Well, uh, so. We just started a, a new 
series this weekend, uh, starting off, Pastor Jordan brought it to us as we kicked off a new series called Dear 2020. Lauren, um, tell us about Dear 2020. What's the goal of this series? Like, what are we trying to accomplish with this thing? Absolutely. Uh, I loved that we started out our year, even before we started this series, with just re-examining what it means to worship, to be people who are worshipers. Tanner, you did a great job with that. And then uh, yesterday, Pastor Jordan started off our new series, just looking back at 2020, both circumstantially, looking back at the difficulty of the year, God, where have you been? (laughs) Why have you let these awful things happen? Where are you when people suffer? Where are you when people die? Mm, The hard hard questions, questions, the hard questions. I thought he did a great job of just being real, 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 real. Can I say that? Transparent. Real, real. Real, real. But also transitioning into maybe reframing how we look at suffering a little bit. I thought he did a good job. I'd like to talk about that. But looking forward, uh, this next week, I'm excited about getting a little more action-oriented. What do we do looking back at 2020? What do we do looking back at really difficult circumstances? How do we respond as followers of Jesus? I think I, I'm, I'm really eager to share some convictions I have and some convictions that, that we can look at from the Scripture. Uh, and then a couple weeks from now, we'll shift gears and we'll appropriately look forward. We'll uh, not to forget everything that's behind, but to look forward with anticipation okay, God, what do you have for us in this new year, this new season, Uh, whether the virus sticks around or not, whether things get crazier uh, nationally or calmer? Uh, Regardless, what do you you have for us moving forward as the church of Jesus, as the people that are his? Uh, And we'll spend a couple weeks, uh, the last part of January, looking forward, just hopefully getting on the same page and getting excited and, and, and hopeful about our future and I'm so tempted to talk about February because we've been scheming on some. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Just just a little teaser. We'll get there. Oh my goodness! I'm looking forward to February. <laughs> February's gonna be fun. Yes. Well, I think yeah, you're right. Obviously, obviously, 2020 was a tough year. I mean, in so many different ways, from the the virus to uh, having to stay at home, businesses shutting down, loss of jobs, loss of loved ones. Mm. Um, none of that is ever easy in you know in in a single instance, and then to you know, magnify that for an entire year, let alone all of the things going on throughout the country and with with race and politics and so much stuff that mm-hmm. yeah. is crazy. And I, I think um, I, I, we, we've talked about this, but uh, it's like we, we always, okay, man, 2020 is almost over. 2021 is going to be here. It's going to be awesome. We're going to start a new year. It's like we believe that you know, as the clock rolls over from <laughs> from December 31st yeah. to January 1st, that something is going to ch- magically change, and 2021 is going to be better. And I think we've seen so far that well, we're not we're not ready for that yet, or it's not not actually happening. Absolutely, but. I think the first 11 days of January have reminded us, oh, uh, a lot of the circumstances are still the same. <laughs> it's oh, not a clean slate. The, the term 2020, I think, is going to stick. Like that's going to be have this will. negative <laughs> connotation. Right. But I, are we going to be in April going, oh, it's so 2020? I don't know. Uh, but you're right. Uh, we can't just magically shift gears. Um, I, I thought Pastor Jordan did a great job of probably sharing what a lot of us are thinking and feeling, which is why. Why is this happening? Uh, there's, there's some people who are tempted to go right to uh, this is the end times, 
This is some kind of punishment for our, our cultural choices, our, our, the, the choices of the church, the choices of the American people, the choices of, of humanity. Uh, there's other people that just uh, talk about um, how we just got to get out of here and we just got to, you know, let's just, let's just move on past all this. And all at the same time, this is not new. You know, I think it's been so helpful. Some of the, the authors that I've been reading and things I've been listening to reminding me that the question of why did God allow this? Where is God when we are suffering? What is he up to? Why doesn't he just come in as, as, uh, as Jordan quoted N.T. Wright? Why doesn't he send a thunderbolt and put things right? <laughs> uh, I'm just reminded, I think one of my favorite little blurbs that he mentioned in his message was when he just quoted a few different people uh, St. John of the Cross, one of the fathers of our faith from long ago, you know, he described just this spiritual dryness as the dark night of the soul. I don't know if any of you have read that short but really hard to read book. Mm -hmm. St. John of the Cross, Dark Night of the Soul, that's even the name of the book. Uh, Henry Nouwen, one of my favorite influences, uh, just talks about the ministry of absence. He's just so candid about, I am doing what I'm supposed to do, and I don't feel anything. Right. I don't know that God is here. Uh, Jordan quoted A.W. Tozer, who's an amazing missionary pastor who talked about the ministry of the night. Uh, and then more than anybody, he, I, I love that he went to David. You know, you read the Psalms, mm. and David just over and over again complained that God wasn't there. Yeah, where are yeah. you? And, and so I think in some ways, one of the gifts of us coming together yesterday and, and just soaking up, Pastor Jordan speaking from the scriptures is to go, okay, I'm not alone in this, these thoughts and feelings. I'm not alone even in 2021. Like this has been throughout history. We've had different seasons of life where people complain, people wonder where is God. Mm. And I love that if nothing else, he just validated that we're supposed to be sad right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're supposed That's to be frustrated. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, it's not that we did something wrong. I don't think. It's not that uh, the end times are coming real soon. I don't think. We don't know. Sure. Uh, it's, it's that this is part of the mystery of life, is that, that Jesus weeps with us, and uh, God hurts with us, and we can't have the answers to all the questions. Mm. Well, I thought that was, it was interesting just being in the 21 days, and as we just talked about, like having to decide to be disciplined about things and to be focused. And then Jordan this weekend said that uh, it's hard for a Christian to hear from God with a closed Bible and a distracted focus. And I was like, huh, that's rather timely, at least for me. It's yeah, pretty timely. Absolutely. I was like, oof, to yeah, steal, yeah, steal the word. To steal his word, oof. oof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he said, uh, he, he, when he was talking about that, it was like there was a, there's a mentor of mine who um, kind of challenged the thought of like, you know, God... God will never violate what he has um, put in Scripture, mm. but he doesn't mind violating our understanding of it. Yeah. Or, as Jordan kind of put it, a lack of understanding of it because yeah. we haven't dove into it. And I was like, man, that is such a... Like, you want to know the heart of God? You want to know what he's saying? You want to know what he's doing? Like, you got to get to know him. And yeah. how do we get to know him? He's given us other people's mail in this form of a book that mm. we can get to know his heart. We can mm. get to know who he is. And apart from that, we don't know. Like, we don't know. We don't know how to respond. We don't know who he is. We can't recognize his voice in our life. And so um, that was like a particularly 
challenging? How, how much of my schedule, how much of my day do I allot mm. to like getting to know God mm. even more? Like it, maybe you maybe you've done this for a long time. It's like you never done getting to know God. Right. Know? I love that he reframed it. I I wonder if any of our listeners or anybody that 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 uh, was listening to the teaching this past weekend feel like it was a little bit of a cop out. Feel like if it's like, no, 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 don't ask those questions. Don't ask why. That's the wrong question. Do you know his heart? Do you, do you, will you be able to choose to trust him regardless? A, I wonder if people feel like that's a little bit, no, 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 you're not answering the question I want you to answer. Right. But you know what? The more I've thought about it, even in that moment, listening to Jordan speak, I, I'm convicted that he's totally right. Like, if, if I know God's heart, if I'm putting time into listening to him, reading the scripture, uh, asking him to continue to speak, being around other people uh, that are also doing that, leaning into the disciplines of fasting and praying and gathering in smaller groups and having conversations, if I do all those things, it's going to change the way I think. It's going to change the way I encounter the most difficult of circumstances difficult circumstances and therefore it doesn't it doesn't dismiss the why question no it just doesn't make it primary yeah, but it, and it might change it it might change what questions you ask yes in light of the why or yes. anything like that yeah so i love that that was this <laughs> was uh, you 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 kind of um when you got back up there after service to kind of close it out you kind of um seriously but also sort of jokingly say this was like your favorite message he's ever done i think i think like i could say like he he really challenged me in a really healthy way this weekend and um it may have been my favorite mm. favorite talk he's given mm. yeah that's good um i in talking about the uh, he said he said it's about faith and not feelings that that's that's what pleases god and and as you talked about a, a couple of weeks ago um or was it last week? It was last week. Eight, eight days ago now, Brooke. Good grief. Yes. Years yeah. flying, apparently. Years, just years. <laughs> but, you know, it's, 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 it's not about the feelings that we have in the moment. Like, those, those are good. It's not a bad thing. But if it just stays there, then we're not doing the things. We're not using those spiritual disciplines. And you talk about that a lot. Yeah, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, if I, if I just base my relationship with my wife based off of when I feel like loving her, <laughs> are you kidding? What would that, I mean... Seriously, so I don't know why it, it, it's for me too. Like it just escapes us. Um, I think to put it in that kind of a perspective, because God is like mysterious and and all these things. So sure. I think we we have a hard time contextualizing really simple thoughts when it comes to some of those things. And we know this. We know this in our own personal lives. If we base all the things that we do based on how this makes me feel or is feeling to me. We're going to find ourselves incredibly disappointed and mm. in this this constant, pervasive state of despair. And I loved how, well, selfishly, I love how he affirmed what I was saying, you know. <laughs> um, but I loved I loved how he was saying, like, you know, God really cares a whole lot more about you trusting Him and having faith in Him than He does about how you feel about Him. Mm. Yeah, um, and that's one of the most encouraging things I think especially in light of what we're seeing the song we're seeing the song this past weekend of um shouting for joy you know celebrating the this darkness to light and it's really hard to muster up joy right now like mm. i look out and in, in our in our um 
in our room as people are worshiping with us. And, you know, this is not a judgment on our church because I find myself in the same place. The, the songs that are catching right now are not songs of joy. They're Ooh. not, they're, they're songs of this crying for like help and Ooh. hurt and give me words to describe my hurt. Um, and so I love how he's like, look, even in these moments, I, there's, I can't remember exactly what he quoted, um, <clears throat> but there was something he was sharing maybe towards the end of his message when it was, it was all about, like it was on the screen even, um, it was all about like the mark of worship, um, this, uh, you know, trusting God, having faith in him in these moments that are really hard, really tough. I don't know if this is the quote, but one of the quotes I wrote down, um, he said, will you continue to love, trust, obey, and worship God, even when you have no sense of his presence or visible evidence of his work in your life? Yep. I don't know if that was the exact quote. That yeah, you were like that for, was the setup. That was the setup to like, um, um, I can't remember exactly what it was now. I wish I did, but it like it just struck me like um, the mark of really good worship and like really good like signs of um, trusting in God, knowing Him more, exercising the spiritual disciplines, really is like how well you worship in the middle of these circumstances Ooh. and um he even said like jesus the most perfect being experienced more hardship than most of us mm-hmm. experience and for some reason we think that like we're just immune to like believing in god or worshiping in god is supposed to be just joyful all the Ooh. time it's like no there's pockets of joy there's pockets of of really 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 good um, fun times, but also like you will have suffering, Ooh. you know, you will have these things that bring you pain and how well you know the, know the voice of God, how well you dive into scripture, which is the voice of God, which is how we get to know his heart and can understand his voice. Um, how well you do that will determine your worship will de- determine your level of faith. Um, and I think, I think in a really, really healthy way, uh, Jordan challenged us this weekend to examine what our rhythms are and what, what we're putting our intentional focus into. Can I make one observation, especially for folks that maybe either haven't been present on a church campus in a while, which is probably a lot of people, maybe a decent number of our listeners, um, with zero judgment, please hear my heart in this, because I, I hope you've heard us say this consistently for the last 10 months. Uh, we all got to make our own hard calls on yeah. what we're comfortable with, with being being really wise about just being in larger groups and social dis- socially distancing and all that kind of stuff. But here's one observation is when you mentioned we were singing that first song together in the auditorium yesterday morning, and it was um, coming from darkness into light. Um, what was Glorious the name of the song? Day. Glorious Day. Uh, I, I do resonate on one hand with it just felt hard to sing this exciting celebratory Mm -hmm. song but having said that people started clapping before we were done like i looked around the room and there was was like i think we had like 150 people here right yeah i there was this sense of oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) oh god is good you know and so part of me genuinely is sad for all of our people who either haven't been able 
to come together. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're older. Maybe their immune systems are weaker. Uh, maybe they've just lost the habit. Uh, but part of me is sad for anybody who can't be together or has chosen not to be together because it's one more discipline where we miss out on reframing the way we think. We miss out on on rediscovering God's goodness and, and faithfulness. Is it the only way to do it on a Sunday morning at a church? Of course not. But as one who thinks it's holistic, it's seven days a week, it's, it's on me individually, it's on me with my family, as well as corporately with my church, I just... I feel like there's something, even in the context of what Jordan shared yesterday, about in the midst of those why and and tears of sadness and frustration, there's something about coming together and being encouraged. Yeah. Uh, and so maybe maybe for any of you listening, I don't know if you can resonate to that. Maybe some of you are like, I don't remember feeling that way in a long time. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember being around people that kind of got me back on a, on a path of of trusting God again. Maybe some folks just got to muster up the courage to come back to church. And I don't mean that come to our thing. I mean, come back to the body of believers where you can be encouraged. Right. Um, I haven't said that, you know, we're still facing this virus and all the other challenges we have, but that's just a quick observation. No, I love that. That's good because you're right. I mean, looking out, even just singing that song and that's just, you know, that's one small example of, you know, it's not the end all be all, but one small example of, Sometimes we have to declare it until we believe it, you right. know, and um, move in that that direction of of belief. I think um, you said you said something that kind of triggered a thought for me. Um, like, you know, worship is the opportunity sometimes for us to go from uh, God is right to God is good, mm. and I think that can be displayed in times when we choose to to participate in worship. And again, mm. like you said, I don't, I don't mean like come to Colonial's weekend thing or, or all that stuff. Sometimes it's a mindset. Sometimes it's I'm going to choose to intentionally engage in the body so that I can be reminded that God's not just right, but he is good mm. and longs to give good things to his people, especially in the middle of, of hard times. So, Yeah, I think it's, you know, he also talked about, um, you know, owning where you are. You know, yeah. owning where you are spiritually. He talked about uh, was it First Timothy um, four seven, where train yourself to be godly, and that, that we're owning where we are in that uh, on that journey. You know, so if if you have problems reading the Bible or um, you know praying or whatever, like what are you doing to fix that? What are you doing to change where you are? What what you know if you're if you feel stuck, like what are you doing to change that? And that's what I love about. Um, being in the middle of 21, 21 days, right? For me, that's actually, it's doing that for me. It's forcing me into some new, uh, to breaking out of some of that, to own where I am in, in that, on that journey in this moment right now. You know what I, you know what stuck out to me on that part um, was he said that uh, physical fitness was good, mm. but that training yourself to be more spiritual is better. And I was like, to be godly specifically. To be godly. And I was like, yes. (laughs) Is that exclusive? Wait, is this one or the other? Wait, is this Tanner with all the extra talking? This is the extra Tanner going, (laughs) I belong here. (laughs) There's a place for you too, Tanner. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I don't, I don't know that it was, it was one or the other. I don't know. It was one or the other, but uh, no, I say that as the guy who hasn't worked out consistently in a while. So I'm not not pointing any fingers. (laughs) It's all good. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, but I mean, that's, I thought that was really good. It's like, okay, well, you know, what are we doing to train ourselves to be godly? Yeah. You know, I think, I think for each person, it probably looks different. Um, each, each personality is going to be different where you gain that kind of knowledge or that kind of relationship or how you spend that time in prayer or, uh, reading, like, what does that do? I, I struggle to sit down and read a physical book in my hand. Sure. And I, and I attempt to read a lot. Yeah. That's one of the things that I do. And, and so for me to sit down and read is really, really difficult because my mind is just... I, I struggle to sit still. I struggle to keep my focus on one thing, and you guys know me, and it's from one thing to the next, and yeah. we're moving on. But uh, so that's really good, at, you know, to figure out like what do I need to do to yeah. train well, myself for that. He said, he said, like you know, own your own spirituality, own own that that sense of purpose, dri- dr- purpose driven to godliness and mm-hmm. and all that. And I think sometimes it does come down to personality, but sometimes it also comes down to like where you are on the spiritual spectrum, so to speak. Like where are you where are you at on your journey? Because, you know, some people it may be like this feeling, this emotive thing draws them closer to Jesus, but as they have matured and they have grown, the feeling seems to subside. And that's not a God is leaving. That's a you need to grow past this moment now, and you need to dive into another spiritual discipline and seek God in a new way and. So maybe it's even just establishing that rhythm of um, uh, spiritual disciplines and how we live some of those things out, owning that, um, which I think was a really, really good challenge for us to think about. Like, where am I at? Like, if I only find God in, in the songs I sing or, or write or whatever, like, I'm probably missing out on this whole other side of God that he wants to reveal to me. Yeah. And so how do we own, how do we own where we are? Um, which is part of why I'm excited about moving toward, you know, next weekend thinking about like, um, how do we put into action some of these things? And, um, yeah. And as he said, you know, if, if intimacy with God is our goal and those spiritual disciplines are the vehicle to get us to that, you know, I think that's, and uh, what was he, he, he quoted somebody else, I can't remember who it was, but he said, um, as we're as we're asking these questions, you know, it's the it's the why did you do this to me? That it's that intimacy, those things that change that from okay, well, why did you do this to me? To looking at the cross and saying, okay, why did you do that? So why did you do that for me? Yeah. Rather, you know, and, and I think it's when that we shifting live in that, a perspective. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's when we live into these spiritual disciplines. When we when we exercise the vehicle, when we jump in and we do that. Um, it does begin to change our perspective, and it changes the types of questions we ask, and uh, changes our understanding of of, of those things. Um, and so, again, like you know, I said this last week. Um, we don't see things as they are. We don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. Yeah. And for us to be transformed, for our perspective, for our view to be transformed, we've got to jump in and experience growth. And the way to do that is spiritual disciplines and jumping in. To go back to his to his quote, you know, um, you can't you can't be transformed. You can't know the heart of God with a closed Bible. Yeah. You know, we've got to open it up. We've got to do the things, um, relatively simple things. I mean, I'm not I'm not add like they're not. This is not like crazy, um, out of this world things to do. Like it's pretty simple spiritual disciplines that can get us to the heart of God. Yeah, it just comes down to our our priorities. Sure. You know. Is that is that how I'm going to spend my time? Am I going to binge the next Netflix show? Or well, I'm guilty of that. Gonna, you know? know, absolutely. Gosh, my my meet time is kids are in bed and 
my wife's texting me at one o'clock going, why are you not in bed yet? <laughs> I'm like, I was watching this show and I one can't more seem to turn it off. You one know? more episode. Yeah. Well, and, and, and for me, it kind of landed, you know, with, he said, uh, that we have to trust and obey even when those questions are unanswered that God is God and we trust and obey in him, even mm-hmm. when that doesn't make sense. Yeah. That's great. What, what do you say? It's a light switch thing. I yeah. know, it's so simple, ah. but like, I just trust the light's going to come on. I don't, I don't need have to know. know how it all works. <laughs> I just trust the light's going to come on. And I was like, dude, that for, for me, that picture was like, ha, yeah. ta-da, there yeah. it is. I like you the know? simplicity of that, especially because I know nothing about electricity or how it works. <laughs> I don't want to mess with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have breakers? Oh, I just switch it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could have saved myself $100 if I just hit know. the breaker switch? <laughs> Well, all right. So before we before we like fully move on to uh, to, to something else, but um, any other thoughts on where we were this week, Lauren? Maybe looking forward to next week. What's coming up? Man, I, the only thing I would add that I said this is redundant. I said it yesterday, but I just really enjoyed hearing from Jordan. Jordan, if if you don't know, part of the journey, even a part of this podcast, I hope, is getting to know our staff, getting to know our pastors. Jordan and I could not be more different. Uh, he's from Mississippi. I grew up in Europe, you know, <laughs> uh, even though I'm a Texas kid. Yeah. Uh, our personalities, we do a lot of personality assessments and, and things like that that make our team better. And we are literally the opposite in every category. And uh, all jokes aside about an Eagles fan and a Cowboys fan <laughs> getting, getting along, we just speak different languages. We have uh, different perspectives on things. And yet, we both love Jesus. We both wrestle with uh, the hard year of 2020, and how does our faith interact with that? And uh, I'm just, I'm just grateful. I'm genuinely grateful that we get to lead together, be strong where each other's weak, and that we get to have different voices. You know, we're yeah. going to have. Diff- I obviously do a lot of our teaching here at Colonial, but it's, it's a gift. Um, it's not just a gift to me to have a break. It's a gift to the church, I yeah. really believe, mm-hmm. to have a different voice or three or five uh, over time that just challenges us in different ways, just says things differently. Um, and so I'm just grateful for Jordan and and the gift that even Sunday was. Yeah, and it's cool, it's cool to, um, as a staff person, sitting back and getting to be in meetings with you guys and just do life with you guys, like, uh, I think I've actually heard both of you, both of you say this, your like, Lauren, your natural expression, your just the way that you operate pushes every single button that Jordan has and, <laughs> yeah. and vice versa. Yeah. Same thing, you know? Yeah. And to, to, to see you guys in those moments, even in moments of incredible, you know, difficulty communicate, communicating, um, to just see how well you guys love each other, um, and love and love our church. And, and respect each other um, like that is <laughs> that's what the body of Christ needs everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, we need that representation. We can't just stick to um, people who speak like us, speak the same language. We can't get in our uh, echo chamber, so to speak. You right. know, people are just going to keep saying the same things we're saying. We need that. We Absolutely. need. And I think um, I do think you guys, um, even from just a teaching standpoint, um, represent that really well for our church, and it's it's so important. It's That's certainly one of my desires, specifically for our podcast, is that we, we've alluded to this last week, our first episode. 
with the big disclaimers, we don't really know how this is going to evolve and how it's going to turn out. But I really, really want not for this to be an echo chamber, not for, for sure. which is such a trendy word, I realize, <laughs> but uh, or phrase. But it's not meant to be just for all the listeners that agree with us or right. like us. My hope for Colonial and for, for anybody who's taken the time to listen to our podcast over time is, is going to be challenged and maybe disagree with one or more of us, is going to disagree with a guest we have that's going to uh, maybe, without even realizing it, learn a little bit of what it means to see something from a different perspective, to watch and listen to people disagree with each other while still honoring and, and listening well and seeking to understand um, to wrestle with, uh, like one of the things to bring it back to me and Jordan is from a theological standpoint is what are the handful of hills we're going to die on and agree that, man, if we're going to teach together and lead together, we better agree on these things. Yeah. Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God. Right. Uh, he is the way, the truth, and the life. We could go on and on with a few essentials. And you know what? There's so many other things we could totally disagree on. Uh, yeah. And we will. And the, lo the longer we get to do life together and, and do it with so many other people, that's going to be evident. Yeah. You know? And needed. And, and needed. needed. Yeah. So let's get to the elephant in the room here. Um, <laughs> this. You You're know, talking about Tanner again? Yes. Yeah, There's a theme here. I'm just totally. Man, the deal? Totally, he went there. I went, from extra, I went from extra Tanner oh, to now gosh. I'm an elephant. Wow. The babe, baby I know. Elephant. I know what you think about me now. My notes. My so notes big. don't say that. Just for the record, my notes do not say yeah, the like, elephant uh, in the room slash Tanner slash Tanner. So, just, wow. just it will so now. you know. It now, will now. I've, I've changed it now, but <laughs> so, <laughs> really, I really didn't mean to take it that far. It's that fine. just we slipped have, out. It's fine. We, we derailed. Hopefully, I, I want to clarify. <laughs> you and I both know that we love each other. Yes, we do. And so, for everybody listening. More, more, you Lauren love me more than think, I deserve. Lauren does not think I'm fat. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Elephant in the room here. That's not Tanner. Yeah. Uh, the elephant in the room here. Obviously, this week we alluded to it earlier. This week was a crazy week. Um, January sixth is normally a day that no one ever pays attention to, and uh, and it was it was different this year um, mm. for some reason because of all of the things leading up to it. I personally was like, hey, I feel like this is going to be a you know, a rather historical, which regardless of what happens, like I just, I was going to watch it. And so I had turned it on. I had turned on like, I think four different channels um, just mm -hmm. to flip around and kind of see as I'm working at my desk, there was air quotes around working because <laughs> it was, you know, it was something that I wanted to see. Yeah. And, uh, and so as I'm starting to watch this, um, obviously I'm talking about the electoral college certification and the the U.S. Capitol protests that turned into a riot, right? I'm trying to be careful about my words there of what I choose because as I flip through different channels, and I even sat down, um, you know, before we before we got on here, I sat down and I looked at a couple of different websites to see what words were being used and what headlines were being thrown out in there. So, so you know, one side is talking about insurrection, and another side is is um, on some in some ways burying it and and moving on to. To, it was a riot and a thing that happened, and we're moving on. So it's it's interesting to see that this is obviously something that's a big deal, mm. and how our hyper partisan and hyper polarized world is framing it and dealing with Absolutely. it in different ways. You know, I, before we even get into the meat of it, I just want to ask a personal question of you guys: Where do you get your news? Like, like obviously, we just talked about echo chambers, sure. and I think I think it's true for most of us that we we find our our channel, our website, our our group of friends that all agree with us 
I, mean, I think we're all guilty of that at some level. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you guys deal with, how did you guys Wednesday and Thursday and the aftermath and Friday, how do you find your information? I, I'd love to know uh, what you guys have well, to say about that. To, to be honest, uh, it, it, it goes back to like a, um, I, I feel fortunate in that I've had some mentors in my life talk about like, um, like when I'm reading scripture for instance, when I'm, when I'm trying to understand scripture, um, I cycle through some different, um, different, uh, versions of it and different translations translations of scripture scripture and, um, try to understand it a little bit differently. And so I have approached with, with specifically with news and especially with, with, um, everything going on. Uh, I have approached that uh, very similar to how I studied scripture um, which is, I don't, I'm not going to camp out normally. I won't camp out on one news source, um, and just get, just get my information from them. Um, I will cycle through a couple of different places, CNN, Fox, ABC, um, some of those different things. And I'll just cycle through and see what they're saying. Um, and I, all, I, I really, I kind of take it with a grain of salt because I, I do believe that most people have their own agenda you know, yeah. and, and to be fair, um, people, they know their audience, like they know who's tuning in, who's checking them out, um, that kind of stuff. So they're going to speak to Ooh. that. Um, so I'm trying to just keep it yeah, open and get a variety as, var- as, as, yeah, as yeah. well-rounded as I can, I think. You what know? about you, Brooke? Yeah, I think that's, I think it's the hard thing is I think we do live in those echo chambers a lot of times. And so I, I have, you know, a couple of places that I listen to on a regular basis um, because I know that I agree with that in a lot of ways, mm. um, not all the time. And, and obviously there's, there's different voices out there. And so I do the same thing where it's like, okay, well, even, even that day, knowing that this was a very, uh, a very polarizing event as far as the election goes and the certification and whether or not you feel like that, that it was stolen or not. And so just knowing that I, I tried to watch you know, several different channels. And I did the kind of same thing. It was like, I listened to one for like, you know, 10, 20 minutes. And then I yeah. flipped to a different one and I, I want to hear it differently. And then as everything starts to, you know, devolve into, into more chaos, I was really trying to pay attention to, okay, what, how are we, you know, what are you showing? What is this one showing? And so, but I, I think I'm, I think I'm similar where I, I try to um, understand my bias and realize and recognize that I have a bias. Yeah. And then say, okay, well, what is the opposite of that saying? And then trying to find, okay, who are some other people that I trust um, that I know uh, aren't just going to, you know, dive down the rabbit hole, whichever side that is on. Um, and, and, and how are they framing this? How mm. are they um, putting this into perspective through, you know, through the lens of Scripture and, and what I know and believe of? Um, of of the gospels and of Ooh. Jesus and, mm-hmm. and the life that I feel like I'm supposed to be learning from and imitating, you know. So I think that's really difficult. It's just you know we 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 live in a 24 hour news cycle world where well, maybe not even news cycle, but it's 24 hour channels, you know, yeah. where they have to fill it with something. So I, I don't necessarily look at it and say, oh gosh, well you have opinions. Well, I mean you got to have opinions, or you're literally just saying the same thing every 15 minutes all day long, and nobody's going to watch that. So I get it, but it does make it really difficult because the, the, their opinions tend to yeah. shape ours as well. Right. I, w- I will say I, I resonate with so much of what both of y'all are saying. And if, if I'm 
I'll, I'll be frank. This past week, I, I purposely turned on CNN, and I would watch it for 15, 20, 30 minutes. And then I would purposely switch to Fox News. Right. And I would purposely watch it 15, 20, 30 mm-hmm. minutes. And then I'd go to ABC News and try to note the different language that was being used, try to note the different emphasis that was being put yeah. on different things. Um, and then I would even, you know, there, there's a couple uh, relatives of mine that are very, um, very generous with the things they forward to me. And, <laughs> and, and they're way outside the mainstream sources. And I, I have purposely tried to read it and, yeah. and, and thought, what are, what are these folks seeing that I'm not yeah. seeing or understanding? Or uh, I've got a couple other sources that I really respect because they love Jesus and they're brilliant <laughs> and uh, they're well-read. And, and do they have their own opinions? Absolutely. But sure. I think that's one of the challenges right now for all of us. Uh, and I'll just say, when I'm, when I'm reading somebody's Facebook you know, account and they say something super opinionated, and then there are 37 people that all agree with them, I, I, I can't help but admit I just have a judgment that, okay, that's an echo chamber. There's, yeah. there's nobody in that circle of friends who has the courage to say, I don't see it that way, or yeah. I'm not sure I understand it that way. Um, and, and yet, again, that's, isn't that most of us? I mean, I, my closest friends, for the most part, all agree with me. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we think that's, we, we that's, tend to hang out. We're drawn that, to the folks that, right. that fuel the fire in us. Yeah, well, you and know? how hard is it to live in a, to live in a, 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 a culture where <laughs> you're being challenged all the time? Right. It's difficult. It's not fun. Uh, sometimes but it know? speaks it speaks to how segregated we are you know we, True. To, mm. oh, to step into racial stuff you know the bulk of christians who are white in our country are republican and the bulk of christians who are black in our country are democrat and they love jesus right. you know and and yet because so many of us just aren't friends with people that are different than us it just seems like this other this this it's it's us and them it's it's a it's a it's a there's this space this gap between us so that's a total bunny trail um rabbit trail i think is actually the, the bunny the cliche bunny the bunny where did that come from that's bunny trail. version bunny. of being it's a cute yes i have i well i can't even say i have little kids anymore <laughs> bunny trail sorry it's fine i'm just picturing jordan with a gun now my brain is like all over the place <laughs> bunny trail what is going on i you know one thing i want to speak to looking back at this week is at the risk of getting in trouble. And if there's anywhere I'm going to risk getting in trouble, it's probably on our podcast. Uh, I've felt this way for several years. I felt this way for at least five years, but it's just growing is as a pastor, as a follower of Jesus, as an American and all that put together, I am just more and more heavy hearted about how our love for country our nationalism, if you will, has seeped into our our journey with Jesus, uh, and, and specifically on Wednesday. And we could pick probably a lot of different events where this this manifests itself. But specifically, while it's fresh in our mind from last Wednesday, to see you know well into the um, the assault on the Capitol. I don't know how else to, what else to call it. The invasion, well past the barriers and all that. There were folks raising a huge wooden cross. And there was gospel uh, Christian music blasting on speakers. And there was a Jesus 2020 banner 
uh, among other banners raised. And uh, does that mean they spoke for everybody? No. Um, it just it grieves me to picture what Jesus would be thinking about that. And uh, I can just hear him saying, that's not me. That's not my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm certainly not about violently taking over the government. I'm certainly not about being, you know, angry uh, and um, and just treating people in a way that's dehumanizing. Uh, and so it just, I, I see that time and time again where we conflate our faith, our love for God, our dependence on God with with our partisan politics, and uh, I just it just grieves me. So if nothing else in the context of being sad about a lot of other things, 2020 and sad about, uh, just people around me hurting in different ways. I'm sad that I've got brothers and sisters in Christ that I know some of our colonial folks, even, uh, just from conversations and social media posts, uh, just are, are so easily, uh, drifting into blending, uh, what they would probably call um, certainly patriotism, love for country, uh, with, the kingdom of God. And, and I will say it again at the risk of, of teaching on a podcast, Jesus is not about worldly power. Uh, Jesus is about a power under, not a power over. He's about putting a towel on his arm, getting down on, the, on his knees, and loving the least of le- these, the marginalized, loving the unlovable like me. Uh, he's, not, he's like, yeah, give Caesar what's Caesar's. Like, yeah, that's his stuff. That's not how I operate. Peter, put away your sword. That's not how we're going to take 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 the land for God. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna love people. We're gonna heal. We're gonna restore, and we're gonna make all things new. And I just don't see how that adds up to um, loving our our country more than we love the people around us. Love loving. Uh, I, I'm I'm digressing. There's policies that matter because <laughs> they affect people. Uh, but I'm just I'm heavy hearted when it comes to Christian nationalism, and and I don't feel like I'm doing my job as a pastor, as a leader in our little local expression of the church. If we don't talk about that a lot more in the coming weeks, months, years, mm-hmm. uh, not in a point and finger and and wagging it, but in a in no, a yeah. in a real gracious, can we just have hard conversations? Can we ask the hard questions, and can we come back time and time again to Jesus, time and time again to the scriptures? Um, I want to learn. I want to come in teachable, and I want everybody else to do that as well as we have those conversations. Does that stir anything within y'all at the risk of, of putting you on the spot? <laughs> I think um, one of the things that, that I, I try to—I've thought about a lot is that uh, not necessarily just in this situation, because it's, it's not necessarily this, but um, when, you, when you talk about Christian nationalism or, or conflating the two or confusing the two or whatever, but— on, on some things, I, I, I feel like I have to think about it as an American. And then on other things, I feel like I have to think about it as a Christian. And, or, and, and I know I know that those things blend together in some ways, or, they, or maybe they don't blend together, but they at least overlap. You know, I know that the context that I, that I follow Christ in is in the United States, right? I know that there's going to be some things. I know that um, as a Christ follower, I'm called to certain things that I read in the scriptures that inform how I live my life as an American. And so I think it's difficult to, uh, to keep them—I mean, I don't, I don't know that you can keep them separate, but 
to keep them from from getting to a point where I'm glorifying one alongside the other. Does that make sense? I think so. And that that at least for me brings to mind the challenge in the church, challenge for us as leaders in the church is there's there's a I think we've had a bad history of okay, well those are things we don't talk about at church. Yeah. Like let's keep that separate. Yeah. That's about the election, that's about politics, that's about social reform. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to church and sing songs and talk about how Jesus went to the tomb with Martha and Mary and, and let's keep let's keep the focus there. And and yet, man, the challenge is I just don't think we're supposed to compartmentalize. Mm-hmm. I think I think the way we live out our faith is in every sphere of influence. Right. And I would like to thank our politicians, for example, our mayor here locally and councilmen, women, as well as national leaders are that that do know and love Jesus are wrestling with what does it mean to live out my faith and to love Jesus and and to care about the things and the people that God cares about while I make these big decisions, while I make these choices about policies. And so the challenge is I, I think part of why this bad theology of Christian nationalism has, has slowly been rising the last several years is that people like me have not been speaking up. Mm-hmm. I feel like pastors, by and large, are on one extreme or the other. They're they're conflating it as well in their own spheres of influence, which is such a turnoff for people um, to make church political. But the other extreme, I think a lot more of us, myself included, are guilty of, is where we just sit on our hands and we we talk about good things, but we don't delve into the harder subject areas. One more reason I, I'm hopeful that this yeah. podcast can be a forum where yeah. we can talk about hard things, maybe even risk ruffling feathers, but not not because we want to ruffle feathers, but just because we're taking the risk of talking about real right. things. And um, I'm looking forward to ha- the response from our, our listeners. I, again, podcast at colonialchurch.com is, is an email. Uh, even better, call us. We're, we're in relationship with a ton of people here in our, in our community in Colonial. Let's have coffee. Let's talk about this. And we want the, the podcast to be a forum where we can address some of these things, maybe take some risks, and, and challenge each other. Yeah, I, th- I think it's good. Um, I think it's a, a, good, a good pause here for yeah. that conversation because, I mean, we can go— we could go, you know, on and on talking about how that how that is and 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 how we relate to it and and what's going on and uh, I'm sure there will be more to come because yeah. we're not done with we're not done, we're not done with the the, no the election all the way and we're not done with other things that that uh, that, that apply in that situation. So a good reminder too to to myself and, and well as you guys as we try to figure out how to do this podcast <laughs> well and enjoy it in all the right ways. We're almost an hour in, I'm, I, th- I think, in our second episode. Yep. We're never going to finish. This is meant That's not right. to be a concise teaching. It's not a 22-minute sitcom that starts with some kind of drama <laughs> and then everything is resolved at the end. This is an ongoing conversation. Yeah. Sure. Uh, just like even our Sunday morning teachings are meant yeah. to be ongoing. Uh, I know I'm going to misspeak on a Sunday morning, probably for sure on a podcast, Sure. And it's only going to make sense or or be best understood in the context of a whole lot of other words, right? And a whole lot of other people uh, on my left and right. And so, would you pray for us, even as we develop this podcast and yeah. develop our 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 voice? We want to honor the Lord. We want it to be grace filled. Yep. Uh, we want it to be humble. 
and uh, and we want you guys to be a part of it. So we'd love your feedback. Yeah, and I I just um, I'm I'm hopeful uh, and excited that this is gonna um, be a place where we can we can jump into topics, we can jump into conversation, even even at the risk of without resolve, um, and spur on other conversations within our community. Um, I, I just think about like Jesus solved problems at the dinner table with people. Mm. And uh, this Which is one of your favorite places. I love. Gosh, <laughs> we're back to that. It's great. Uh, it is one of my. Actually, Man. if any of you like want to cook dinner for me, uh, you know we He's might. Down. We yeah, talk about that after sunset. Evidently, <laughs> after sunset for now, uh, for a little bit. Um, but I just am really excited about like um, where like where this could go. I'm excited about the conversations I'll have beyond. You know, a Sunday morning or a podcast, right. um, in light of things we're talking about um, mm. within those contexts, mm. and so um, just a reminder for myself again, and for anybody listening um, and paying attention to what we're doing and things like that. Like, this is meant to be an encouragement to you to have more conversations on God honoring, uh, God trusting. God-centered conversations with people who think like you, but people who don't think like you, and um, people who look like you, and people who don't look like you. Mm. Um, I need more of that in my get life. Get together, yeah. you know? Yeah. So. All right, so we'll push pause. Yeah. We will, uh, we'll pause conversation because I'm sure it will pick up again. Um, a couple of things just to just to remember, if you do have a question, you do have a thought, you know, as you're listening to the message on the weekend um, or you're you're listening, to, you're singing one of the songs on the weekend, you have a thought, you have a question you'd love to hear us talk about and and see if we can break it down or maybe we have similar yeah. questions. Go to podcast at colonialchurch.com. Actually, you can't go there. That's an email address. So you can send us an email <laughs> uh, to podcast at colonialchurch.com. Um, and, and let us know, like, we'd love to be able to answer some of the questions or dive into some of the conversations that, that you guys have as well. Um, if you haven't downloaded our app yet, you can always do that. You can go to the, uh, uh, Apple, the, the app store and you can go to the Google play store, um, type in colonial church, colonial church, Wichita falls, whichever, yep. and you should be able to find it pretty easily. Leave us a review. This is brand new for us. We're, yep. we're, we're figuring this out. Leave us a five-star review. Cause that's always more fun. And right. then you can, can send can us I ask a dumb say, podcast question. Yeah, like, like if we were really trying to develop our voice and make this some kind of national or global, mm. wonderful, amazing thing, I know why we'd want a bunch of five-star reviews. And I, do we care about that? Like, what what's the what's the upside of us other than makes us feel good? <laughs> no, yeah, no, it's not about it's not about our feelings. Um, obviously, we have them. Uh, but the point the point Tanner of of, of leaving us a review just it honestly it just makes it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you guys have feelings. We've established in episode one. You don't have any feelings. I don't have very many. No. I have a few. You have a couple. I I just they have names. Them, I keep them guarded. Yeah. Oh yeah, Brooke. You like to joke. You have four feelings. Yeah, I've got four. Jesse, uh, maybe five. You can throw my wife in there. I'm <laughs> every sure. now and then. Sorry. But yeah, so anyway, a, a review, basically, it's not about how good we are or how great the podcast is or whatever. It's honestly, um, a lot of ways, it's just so that it makes it easier to find. So uh, when people are searching for gotcha. it, it's not just in the mix of, and I, I don't I don't know that there's anything else called the E6 podcast. Um, you know, I don't know why there would be. I don't know why there would be either. Anyway, you can leave us a review. It helps us get to, uh, it helps people be able to find it. So thank you guys for listening. And uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for being here. You've been listening to the E6 podcast from Colonial Church. 
For more information about Colonial, please visit colonialchurch.com or download our app from the App Store or Google Play Store. You can send your thoughts or questions to our email at podcast at colonialchurch.com. And please leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.